Welcome to Women's Hoops and Talks, the What Podcast, where we are elevating the voice of women in basketball. I'm Tara. And I'm Cassie. Thank you so much for listening today. We've got a great show coming up. Today we are joined by Jamie Hudson, Blazer reporter for NBC Sports Northwest. Welcome to the show, Jamie. Hi, thanks for having me on again, you guys. I've missed you both. Well, we're very excited that you are back. And as you know, we like to start things off with a little bit of an icebreaker. Um, and today's icebreaker revolves around my uh, headband heartbreak. So <laughs> I'm going to ask, would you rather bring back the ninja headbands or short shorts? Oh, that is a good okay. one. Is it, are, are we talking like everybody's required to wear ninja headbands or everyone's required to wear short shorts or are they optional or like, do we have any parameters here? Okay. I feel like <laughs> optional. Cause I mean, I'm not going to force anyone to wear the ninja headbands, but I think maybe, I feel like short shorts would just have to be like a, if you wore that uniform, you would wear the short shorts. Okay. Got it. Got it. So there's like, like the a, retro uniform. I don't get yeah. Take with it what you will. <laughs> Jamie, do you have a preference? Okay. Well, now that I've had some time to think about it, uh, I mean, Ninja Mo last season was so awesome. But but now with Mohawk, was no longer with the team. I'm like, well, you know, it's okay that we don't have the Ninja headbands, right? Maybe. I mean, someone else could definitely pick it up. But I think because... The Blazers are celebrating 50 years and they're going to have those retro jerseys. I think you got to bring back the short shorts when they wear those jerseys. Nice. You know, I'm kind of leaning in your direction just because like the ninja style headbands were like they were fun, but they were very short lived. And I almost feel like it was just going to be the special moment that all of us who were into the NBA in 2019, we just <laughs> all experienced it together and we just can be like, oh, were you there when they had the ninja headband? Oh, yeah. And it'll be like you, you meet each other and you have this like little look and you go, oh, yeah, I remember the ninja headband. Do you remember? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of like a little secret handshake. And so I lean towards the short shorts. But Cassidy, I've been worried about you since this news came out. How are I'm, you feeling? I'm very upset about this. Um, I mean, how dare they ban any type of headband? I mean, I just <laughs> I can't. Um. So I think, although I'm very torn on this specific would you rather, I would say I have to go with the headband because even though we don't have Mo Harkless anymore, I'm just going to feel like I'm not even watching Mo Harkless play against us if he's not in a ninja (laughs) headband. I just, I can't, I can't handle it. And I was really hoping that we could get like our rookies and ninja headbands this year and it could be like a rookie thing because i think it'd be amazing so going with the headbands i'm still very upset okay so (laughs) follow-up question if you so you think who do you think would be the most likely blazer to don the headband should they be allowed or who would be your choice i think i want to see little in one of those headbands i think think it would just and it would be like, uh, oh, yeah, I know that rookie because, you know, distinguishing feature. I mean, it could just it could make it. What about you, Jamie? Hmm. I feel like Gary Trent Jr. would rock it. Yeah. But I like the idea of a rookie like Nasir Little coming in and he's like, bam, I'm here with my ninja headband. So I like those, too. 
I I have kind of outside the box thinking on this one because last year I photoshopped a couple pictures of Zach head Zach Collins in a headband oh, and I thought it was yeah. very intriguing. <laughs> so, I can see that. It just it just seems it just seems to me him of all people would be the one who'd be like, yeah, I think I'd look really good in this. He looks like the Karate Kid. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just think I I or or possibly Nurkic. You know, he's <gasps> growing his hair out and he looks right. so cute. I love his long hair. He looks so cute. <laughs> I can't wait to have him back. Okay. Well, I think we've, we've covered the important stuff. You know, I actually, to, on a more serious note about the, nin, the ninja style headbands, Dan and I recorded the podcast a couple of days ago when all this stuff was first starting to come out. And I was like 1000% sure that, that there was no way that this was actually a story because there wasn't any like source to it for quite a while until Woj yesterday. So mm-hmm. I was like, there is no way. Why would they do that? Why like why would Nike and the NBA say no, you can't? It just shocked me. Were so were you too as shocked as I was? Yes. I mean the if the league is not one to I don't know, put in stupid little regulations that don't really matter. I don't know. It just seems like this is too far. Too far. <laughs> so mad. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll just mourn the passing of the headbands. Maybe they'll come back because they said that they are just it sounds like right now they're just evaluating how potentially dangerous they might be, (laughs) which is just crazy to me that they think that they could be dangerous. But, you know, I suppose somebody's headband could fall off and because it has extra long ties, it could maybe trip somebody or I don't know why it's more dangerous than the other headbands, honestly. Maybe they're going to ban all headbands. I don't know. Uh, I will. I will protest. (laughs) (laughs) We'll get you out there, get you a sign. (laughs) All right. Well, we, for today's episode, we are going to have a whole episode of Would You Rather scenarios uh, for us to discuss and go through. Give us something to do in the off season while we are waiting, waiting, waiting for the season to start, which is just around the corner. Thank goodness. Jamie, has it been a long summer for you? Um, it's been actually kind of a quicker summer than years past. I mean, I obviously going a little bit farther into the playoffs helps, but also I feel like since the Blazers are really amping up for this 50th season, I mean, there was the bike with Bill Walton event. There have been a lot more events that we've been able to cover. So it's been a busier summer. Thus, it's been like going pretty fast, which is great. I love that because um, I'm like always, you know, you get through summer league and then you're like, okay, now I've got a lot of time to like hang out and see my family, which is the best. But then I'm like, oh, right. It's September. I'm ready. Like, let's get going. <laughs> did you go on the bike ride with Bill Walton? I did. Yeah, <laughs> that was, that was an awesome event. I think it was perfect. And it's so funny because talking with him before the ride started, well, talking with Bill Walton in general is always <laughs> crazy and you never know what he's going to say. He keeps you on your toes, that's for sure. But he said that he was asked just a few days before the event really came together. Like, hey, Bill, you mind doing this? And I think the Blazers, like PR staff and everyone didn't expect that he would be able to or like have the time, you know, and then it all came together and it was very fitting. It I felt like I went back in time because they did the bike with 
Bill Walton. And then the, um, so the parade route, they ended where they ended it in 1977. And I mean, there were people like fans that did that route, you know, that were there at the parade. And so seeing the, the older blazer fans, like mix with the new fans, I don't know. It was like, I felt like I was like really celebrating a championship. Cause that like, the end of a party or whatever you want to call it at the end of that parade route was awesome. And they, they kind of recreated that. So it was cool. That's super cool. Cassidy, did your parents go to the, um, go to the championship parade? Do you know? I do not think they were in, I think they moved to Portland soon after. Okay. Cause they've been fans <clears throat> forever and ever and ever. Mm-hmm. And don't you have a story about Bill Walton? Uh, yes, I've been told that I once climbed up on Bill Walton's shoulders at a Grateful Dead concert when I was a kid. So um, I don't, I, I vaguely remember being very high up, but who knows? <laughs> it's a Grateful Dead concert um, after all. <laughs> where the truth lies, but I like to say that I sat, I like to say that I sat on Bill Walton's shoulders at a Grateful Dead concert. Yeah. <laughs> so that happened. <laughs> Okay, well, let's jump into our scenarios and uh, see where it takes us. So the first would you rather I have are a couple ones just like they're kind of like about us personally as individuals. So just to get us kind of warmed up. So the first question is, would you rather be a starter for the worst team in the league or be a bench warmer for a championship team? Let's see. Jamie, would you like to start off? Oh, uh, yes, I would like to. I would be a bench warmer for a championship team. I think that would be amazing. And oftentimes I think about this because I'm a Gonzaga alum and I think about Adam Morrison getting to, to ride the bench and be a champion. Uh, I, I think it's cool. I don't care. I mean, he's got to experience that. Um, I don't know. I I think being around a championship caliber guys would be such an awesome experience so i i would be totally fine with that how about you cassidy so i'm a little bit torn i feel like Mm -hmm. if it was at the beginning of a career i would rather be a starter for the worst team in the league but i think if it was towards the end of the career i'm definitely going with bench warmer for a championship team but in reality when it comes down to it championship team means more basketball so i'm going with bench warmer i don't I don't know if I'm going to answer these ones because I, I think I don't know if I know the answer to any of these ones. I was like, I came up with these. I don't tough. really know what my answer is. I think I lean towards being the starter just because I get super bored. Like, I mean, I, I mean, obviously, I couldn't possibly be bored watching all of that championship, but I would be so itching to play. It would be so hard for me to, like, sit still and not be able to play. Um, I mean, I could probably adjust to it, but... <laughs> That's the way I, that's the direction I lean. Okay, next question. Would you, if you had all of the skills to do either of these jobs, would you rather be an NBA scout or an analytics specialist? Hmm. I think I'd go with NBA scout. Okay. I think that would be, that would be fun to, to go and watch different games and, analytics uh, i'm always like i stay away from that like (laughs) cassidy yeah i'm with jamie on this one i think i would definitely would much rather be an nba scout especially because 
you're looking for so many more elements that can't be measured by numbers that I think those are the elements that fascinates me about basketball. So definitely an NBA scout. I think I kind of lean towards the specialist because I'm kind of interested in the part where you have to do the translation of like what you think the analytics meant and then you need to like tell it to the coaches and and even sometimes they get to sit and talk with players about it. I think that would be a super interesting uh, challenge to like take the data and make it meaningful and actionable and get people excited about it. So I think that's the way I would that I would lean. Okay, one more in this category of personal preferences. Would you rather the league add a four-point line or just remove the three-point line entirely? Oh, hmm. I do not like the idea of a four-point line. Oh, boy. Ooh, that's tough. Have you guys heard Kurt Goldsberry? He's the guy who wrote the book called Sprawl Ball that came out this summer. And it's all about like how the game has changed because of the Mm -hmm. three point line and like how it's now like so broad and it's so wide and it, you know, takes up so much space. There's so much space now or whatever. And so he was talking about like they have to move it back or maybe they'll add a four point line or whatever. And I was Mm -hmm. just like, what if they just took it away altogether? What would that be like? Like now it didn't matter where you shot from. I mean, it wouldn't make a difference in the points. What do you think, um, Cassidy? Oh, I am so torn. I do not like the idea of a four point line. Um, You know, I think I would rather remove the three point line altogether for the reason that I think that it would make all of the dumb arguments where we're trying to compare old teams and new teams and how the mm-hmm. game has changed and blah, blah, blah. Um, I think that could make it an easier argument to be had. And so I think I would go with removing the three point line just for the sake of comparison. So interestingly, you both said that you didn't really like the idea of a four point line. So why don't you like the idea of a four point line? seems gimmicky yeah it's it's like when they have like those trampoline basketball games like it's like it just doesn't that's just not right (laughs) and then to cassie's point if you add a four-point line and then talking about comparison like yeah during old teams oh that just gets even messier Mm -hmm. so that's a tough one i think i would go with no three-point line yeah but I'm torn on that one for sure. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. I would be very curious to see what our listeners think. So listeners, you should tweet at us and let us know the answer to any of these questions for yourself, but especially these ones that we have a really hard time with. Okay. So I've got, I'm going to move on to a couple that are like about like your team. So would you rather that your team have the highest offensive rating in the league or the highest defensive rating in the league? Well, yeah, you always hear like defenses win championships, right? So, but I mean, these days, oh, it's all about the offense and I love it. I'm all for a high scoring game. Um, So you would think I'd want a four point line, but um, (laughs) for me personally, I, I think covering a team, like I think it's, 
it's fun to have that offense really flowing. So I'm I'm good with the higher offensive rating. I'm torn again on this one, but I'm all about them blocks. So why not? I'm going to go with defensive rating. <laughs> nice. Here. I think that would be fun to watch in its own way, but I I can only do it for so long. It, it, I think it would be kind of fun for a while to watch a team that is truly great at, de- at defense just like grind everybody to a halt, like if they were that good. Um, but, you know, the way people play basketball these days, it's just like for the most part, it's just all about scoring. So I think I would go with wanting to have the highest offensive rating. But I do think it would be fascinating, like if there was a team that was just like a meat grinder and just like ground everybody to a halt. I think that could be mm-hmm. fun to be a fan of that team. Um, I don't think I don't feel like that's going to be the Trailblazers this year. <laughs> going for offense. So let's go. <laughs> okay, here's one that uh, Dan and I talked a little bit about this earlier. So I was wondering what you all think. Um, would you rather your team allow the fewest three point attempts, but at the highest field goal rate or allow the most three-point attempts, but with the lowest field goal rate. So does that question make sense? So yeah. your opponents shoot the most, or shoot the fewest threes, but at a really high percentage rate, or shoot the most threes, but miss a whole bunch of them. Okay. I think I'm going with that one. The most threes, but they miss them. Like, it depends... Because you should know in your scouting report, report like, oh, okay, whatever, the Kings or whoever, like, they're not shooting the three well, so we're going to, you know, give those up. Um, so I th- I'm good with that. If As long as they're not making them, that's okay. You can let them shoot it. <laughs> um, I want to see somebody chase everybody off the line. <laughs> I think I've seen, so, we've seen so many long seasons of so much three ball, which is exciting and fun. But I think I'd rather watch a team just chase teams off the line. So I'm going to go with fewest attempts with the highest percentage. And that has been the pattern for the Trailblazers for the last few the last few years. Um, so they have allowed the fewest, but they're the ones that their opponents do get off. They get off at a real high rate. <laughs> okay. So here's some Trailblazers specific questions. Would you rather CJ gets to the line more this season or gets more assists? And so for context, last year he had 2.7 attempts, uh, free throw attempts and three assists on the season. Assists. I don't even have to think about this one. Okay. Oh, I, so I asked. Yep, I've been thinking about that for a long time because I I've seen so many flashes of brilliant passes uh and I think oftentimes in the last few seasons he just hasn't had maybe the confidence in some of his teammates and so he kind of been taking it upon himself and so I want to see the CJ McCollum that can dish it out and find his teammates and and this year, with all the shooters we got, right? Yeah. Um, 
I got shooters. <laughs> we got shooters. I could see them. Uh, CJ definitely having a lot more assists, and I, I'm all for it. I like that was a very definitive answer. How about <laughs> how about uh, you, Cassidy? Same. Uh, passion for passing continues. Uh, I want to see all the assists I can get. So, in general, almost you could ask me that question about anybody, and I'd be like, assists. <laughs> I want to see them. Right. Well, and also, I guess the other thing is, is if they get more assists, that in, in maybe possibly implies more makes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> actually making it go in. Um, so, Jamie, uh, speaking of We Got Shooters, have you <laughs> met Hassan Whitesides since he's come to town? I have, yes. So, in Las Vegas. Oh, my gosh, you guys, you're going to love him as far as his personality uh, he was cracking me up. I really think he is going to be the new Evan Turner as far as what you're going to hear in, in interviews. He's going to have those one-liners, those zingers. And it, as a reporter, it's amazing because that's what you want, those great quotes. Um, but no, he he's definitely a guy that needed a change of scenery. Like we talk about it and he is clearly so excited to have this opportunity to have uh, coach Terry Stotts be his coach. Like you could tell he's, he's ready for a new system and he's extremely excited to be playing with Damon CJ. There's no doubt about it. So you met him in Vegas. So that must've been yeah. right after he got traded there. Like, that, yep. That was his introductory news conference. Uh, you guys remember if you saw the photos, he was wearing like ruby red slippers. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. <laughs> Those were awesome. They must have been so sparkly in person. <laughs> they were. I was like, dang, where do I get a pair of those? So if if I had a pair of sparkly red shoes, they would be sequins. Were his sequins or were they crystals? Uh I think they were more like crystals. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I should have. I should have asked more about the shoes, but <laughs> it just seems right for an NBA player that they would go for that he would go for the shiniest, shiniest things. So Cassidy has been monitoring uh, Hassan Whiteside's Twitter feed all summer. <laughs> She's I love him. <laughs> yes, I think fans are going to really love him. I mean, I appreciated him when he was not on our team, so I'm <laughs> I'm loving it, and I needed this after the loss of E.T., so mm-hmm. for sure. <laughs> so we'll hope that some of those uh, lobs from will be from C.J. Yeah, maybe C.J.'s, like, been secretly been, like, holding on to some lobbing ability. That would be exciting. Mm-hmm. I think this will be the year um, that, you know, because Whiteside loves those. So if this will be the year where the alley-oops just take off. We're also going to need updates on Hassan Whiteside's love of fish, um, as we've been profiling quite a lot on the podcast. So let us know if there's any updates on OG Steve, his <laughs> quiet friend. Okay, yes. Right, well, and he left his giant um, aquarium behind, I think, what is what we understand at this point. He had a huge uh, aquarium back home and i don't know if he's got a new one here and that maybe that's why he's spending so much time with steve at the japanese garden because he's missing could be. Friends. yeah so if, yeah. You, if you get any intel on that let us yeah know. okay media day at the end of this month i'm gonna be like so we gotta talk about your aquarium <laughs> yes yes <laughs> all right well speaking of centers our other center zach collins well he center for whatever he's gonna play play 
our other really uh-huh. tall guy. Uh, <laughs> there you go. A lot of people are predicting a very big year for Zach Collins, going to get lots of minutes, going to be maybe stepping in for Alpha Rukaminu, maybe playing some backup center. We'll see. So for Zach Collins, would you rather Zach Collins increase his scoring production by 10 points per game or have him get five more rebounds? Now, for reference, last season he had 6.6 points per game and 4.2 rebounds. So if he was going to go up that much, he'd either have 16.6 points per game or get nine uh, 9.2 rebounds. On this current roster, I feel they'll need him to be more productive on the glass. So I'm going to go with the more, uh, the more rebounding. And I'm also, if I could just add this in here, I would really like him to not get into foul trouble. And I know it's it's something he's talked about a lot, and I know they've worked with him. Um, so I'd also like to just add that in there. Like, hey, how about you get more rebounds and then stay out of foul trouble? <laughs> I know, I'm breaking the rule. That's but <laughs> Rules were made to be broken. Okay, yes, they were. <laughs> um, I'm totally with you on this. We got shooters. We need rebounds. So uh, definitely want to see more rebounds. And also there's not much more entertaining than like a powerful Zach Collins rebound where he comes down with the ball and just has this face like, you didn't get that ball. You didn't get that ball. I got that ball. (laughs) And I love that the passion we see post rebound. So definitely more rebounds. Yeah, I think I'm probably in the same – in the same boat as you two are, although I sure I would love it if he could get up to maybe like 12 points a game. Um, oh, mm-hmm. But uh, I agree with you also on the saying out of foul trouble. And I would like to also put in a special emphasis on getting his five rebounds that he holds on really tight to the rebounds yes. <laughs> because at the mm-hmm. beginning of the year last season, it was a little bit more difficult by the end. And by the time uh, the playoffs came around, he was really holding on to the ball, but boy, there were some, there were some months there where it was hard for him to get the rebound and hold on to it and do something else with it. So um, yes, rebounds will be good. All right. One more trailblazers related would you rather would you rather lillard wins the mvp or stotts gets coach of the year both (laughs) (laughs) would you rather cassidy you have to choose (sighs) i'm with you cassidy i think both too um but oh that is hard um i'll go with dame winning mvp oh I think that would that would be awesome. Selfishly to cover that, like that that's pretty pretty awesome. And he definitely deserves it and he I mean, he can that can definitely happen at some point in his career. I mean, how fun would a year be that that he is playing he's doing that incredibly that he ends up winning. I mean Exactly. Like, mm-hmm. like every game would just be like it, it would oh wow that would be so fun I had not I hadn't thought about it like from that point of view of just like what that like would be like the excitement of it for mm-hmm. like the people who are with the team and traveling with the team or watching the team or covering mm-hmm. the team that would be super exciting what about you Cassidy oh I'm so torn um 
I think I'm going to go with Stotts getting coach of the year because I think that if that was to happen, that means every single component of this team would be working out. And I think we always know Dame is going to be Dame, but I think to see this whole team come together in a way that I don't think anybody knows what's going to happen. I think if we could see that happen and it would mean coaches of the year, I'd love to see that happen. And then Dame could win MVP the next year. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good deal. I like that. (laughs) Yeah. I want to see them both happen so badly. (laughs) you've, You've both convinced me. I mean, I guess the the thing about if Stotts gets coach of the year and Dame, then that, yes, that means that the Blazers have probably, like, won the championship or gotten really close to winning the championship. And if Dame doesn't win the MVP in that situation, then it means that somebody else had an amazing year. And it also means that he might have an extra chip on his shoulder the following year. If the Blazers win the championship Mm -hmm. and he doesn't get MVP, then he's going to probably just come out like, you know, twice as hungry the next Mm -hmm. season. And then that could be the second season. So maybe we change the question, change the question to not would you rather, but like, which would you rather have to happen first? (laughs) It's good. (laughs) Okay. I got a couple historical ones. Um, This is going to take us back a few years, um, but you know, it wouldn't be a blazer podcast if we didn't touch on a few of these topics. So historically, if you could undo one trade, would it be, the oh. one that traded Will Barton for Aaron Aflalo and Alonzo Gee, or would it be the trade Nicholas Batum for Gerald Henderson and Noah Vonley? So basically, I guess it boils down to we would still have, they would still have Will Barton or they would still have Batum, but they wouldn't have had a couple of, I don't, I don't know how many of them were really key players. <laughs> Gerald Henderson and Noah Vonley, I guess, were, were around. So what do you yeah. think? Well, with these, then it's always like that snowball effect. So I'm trying not to think like, okay, but then they got Gerald Henderson, like how how it worked. I'd have to go back and look at like all of what came after that, you know, because mm-hmm. then it's like, yeah. So I think that would be really too messy. Um, I think I would go with, just because I love watching Will the Thrill, I think I'd go with the first one. I think it would have been fun to see Will Barton really come alive here in Portland. Yeah. Oh, that is a tough one. Um, yeah, I think if this all happened in a vacuum, right. I can't really think of what the snowball effect, as you said, Jamie, but oh gosh, what I love Batum. Um, you know, just because I really was glad we got to experience Noah Vonley so true-heartedly, I'm going to have to go with Will Barton. Because we, as Tara once so wonderfully put it, every time we lose a player, we gain another member of the family. And I felt like yep. Noah Vonley and Gerald Henderson were were great members of that family that I, I so remember. So I'm going to go with, I guess, the Will, the Will Barton trade. So Will Barton would still be here playing yeah. alongside um, Damian Lillard 
and we would have had uh, Gerald Henderson and Noah Vonley. Yeah, I really liked Gerald mm-hmm. Henderson and Noah Vonley. And I think I would have wanted to hold on to Will Barton as well. Kind of like you were saying, Jamie, just like watching him grow up here would have been mm-hmm. so, uh, so nice. Because, you know, he's really, you know, turned into a really nice player and come into his own and found himself. And then the highlight that's one of my very favorite NBA highlights ever of him fist bumping a baby would have been him and a Portland Trailblazer fist bumping a baby. And that is what we all need. Just That's the only thing that, like, takes away from that gif is that he's not in a Trailblazer uniform. Have you seen that one, Jamie? I have it. I'm going to definitely Google it after this podcast. Oh, good. <laughs> He's like walking off the court and he just like super casually fist bumps this guy who's standing there with his baby with holding who's holding his little baby's hand out. And it's the cutest thing ever. Yeah. And it's so nonchalant. It's amazing. Yeah. Oh, I can picture it. That's awesome. So good. Okay, got a couple more to get through. Um, And yes, these are I should have like not ended on these ones. But (laughs) (laughs) so if the Blazers could re-sign one free agent (sighs) that got away. Would you rather it was Wesley Matthews or Ed Davis? Oh, I wow. know it's like having to choose your kids, isn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of is. <laughs> oh, I love them you so know, much. I got to go with Wesley Matthews because personally, he I'll let you know in, the, in on a little thing that I've ever really talked about. He was the one that in kind of like the beginning of my career, um, he kept saying, hey, Jamie, like you need to ask more questions, whether it was at practice or in the locker room. So he was always like really encouraging because I was definitely like pretty quiet when I was first coming around, like, you know, during media scrums. So I always remember that as like, you know, Wesley Matthews told me I need to ask more questions. I better ask more questions. Um, so personally, I I have to go with Wesley. Wesley, I mean, he. It was just fun watching him, and um, yeah, that's kind of like when when my career was all starting. So yeah, I love that story. I know I've never really talked about it. So yeah, it's pretty great. Wow. So like when you would be like in the scrum talking to people and he'd be like hey do you have a question or like how he he did he did do that and then like after um I wish I could remember what game it was but I'm like walking out of the locker room we're all done like all the interviews are done so he was walking out too and he was like Jamie you know you really need to ask more questions I was like oh thanks okay (laughs) and so I think that kind of like gave me a little more confidence and it was it was really nice Yes, that is such a great story. That is so lovely. What a nice man to like, you know, <laughs> right? to do that to like mm-hmm. boost your confidence like that. Because I imagine it yeah. was like scary and intimidating. I mean, I would have been scared and you probably weren't scared, but I would have been intimidated to like try to speak up with all those other reporters in there, you know, with all their confidence of all the years they've been covering the team. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah, especially when I I felt like I was a rookie. I definitely was a rookie. So it's it's uh yeah it's uh definitely you feel like that like oh i need to let the the veteran reporters get their questions in you know yeah so. they've already asked all the same questions for years so uh. your fresh perspective <laughs> coming in there oh thanks Sarah. yeah i like that <laughs> how about you cassidy so this is hard but wesley matthews is one of my all-time favorite blazers i loved watching him play 
I loved watching everything he did on and off the court in Portland. I just, I would love to see Wesley Matthews come back. You know, I was totally going to say Ed Davis, but now based completely on what Jamie just told me, I'm going to choose Wesley Matthews. Because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not like I didn't like Wesley Matthews. I really liked Wesley Matthews, but I kind of felt like that was sort of the end of an era. And yeah. I mean, the Blazers sure. obviously felt like that was the end of an era. Right, right. Yep. <laughs> they just cut it off right there. So I think it might have been a little weird with him hanging around and like would dame or wesley be the guy who is in charge or whatever but based solely on what jamie told me i am gonna go with wesley matthews now because that's super wonderful okay the last one and this is probably the most painful one so we'll do something fun after this if you could redo a blazers draft would you rather redo the draft of 1984 or 2007 so for listeners who might not be as familiar with all of this, 1984 was the draft. The Blazers had the number two pick. Hakeem Olajuwon was the number one pick. The Blazers picked Sam Bowie, and then Michael Jordan was chosen after them. Or 2007 was the Durant and Odin draft. So if you could redo one of them, which one would it be? 84. Without uh. hesitation, you, you're, on, you're in for that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, because Kevin Durant would have left Portland anyways. Uh, that's what I think. So, um, yeah. All right. You, I mean, you just think of Michael Jordan in a blazer uniform. Like, yeah. are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> I think that would have been awesome. Yeah. I mean, yeah. What do you think, Cassidy? So my conscious mind wants to say 84. But as someone who woke up from anesthesia once... <laughs> and screamed we should have drafted Durant. I feel like maybe my subconscious mind is telling me that I should pick 2007, but my conscious mind is totally going with 84, and I want to see Michael Jordan in a blazer uniform. Um, But, you know, the hardships are what make us a great organization because we just (laughs) stick it through. So, you know, it all turned us into the fans we are today. (laughs) That's a good way to look at it. I like it, guys. Yeah. It's it's going to make this year's championship that much sweeter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, I think logic tells me 1984 uh, mm-hmm. because obviously, like you were saying, Michael Jordan in uh, a blazer uniform. But I really, you know, I think of, you know, I wonder how many championships they could have won. But it, like it wasn't like just because of Michael Jordan, they mm-hmm. easily waltzed into all of these championships. Plus, I am reading the Jordan Rules book, and he was not a very fun person. Uh, so I guess, you know, winning is awesome, and, you know, maybe it would have been worth it. It probably would have been worth it. And then we would be all the ones, like, defending Michael Jordan as the GOAT, which is fine. Um, <laughs> right. Because on the then, flip side, Durant is so much fun. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, boy. He's a real fun guy. <laughs> Apparently. Yeah. Okay, so I think I lean towards 1984 on that one. But I could see the argument for 2007. Okay, ladies. Well, we made it through all of the Would You Rathers that I had. That was really fun. I hope you guys had fun. That was hard. That was hard. hard. I know. I thought it might be a little easier. (laughs) I kind of thought they were going to be really easy when I was – it was hard to come up with those questions. 
So if any listeners want to throw any more at us for the future, that would be awesome. Um, but after I did them, I was like, oh, these are like all so obvious. But none of them were really obvious at all. Once you really think about it, you know, it's like, I don't know. There were a couple, I think, that like Jamie, you especially were like, yes, I know the answer how I would answer this one. But um, a lot of them were like, ooh, mm-hmm. you could go either way. But we do have a special speed round just for Jamie so we can get to know you. And this, this oh, yeah. is a fun one. This is to erase all of the sadness about the 1984 and the 2007 draft. <laughs> okay, perfect. That's good. Okay. Yes. So it's speed round time with Jamie. Um, sweatpants or a fancy dress? Oh, sweatpants. Cardio or strength training? Oh, cardio these days. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Oh, good. It's a near and dear to our hearts here at the Wet Podcast. Um, chocolate or vanilla? Chocolate. Caramel or hot fudge? Oh, caramel. Spring, summer, fall, or winter? Summer. Hallmark or lifetime? Uh, Hallmark. Good That's answer. That's a great one. Here. Good answer. Um, <laughs> red vines or Twizzlers? Ooh, red vines. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. There's a lot yeah. of writing on that one for me. Yeah. Um, and that's our speed round. Um, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. I think Thank you so much for playing today. <laughs> <laughs> on this rendition of what speed round? Um, yeah. Well, Jamie, it has been so fun to talk to you. Do you have any other uh, things that you're really looking forward to between now and when the season starts or anything to tease for us that we should be on the lookout for? Um, yeah. So this season, um, what I'm very excited about is for FanFest, I will be on the sidelines with my girl, Brooke Olsendam. <gasps> On our, on our air. So that'll be really fun getting to work with Brooke and, and bringing all the fans the interviews. So that's something I'm really looking forward to uh, right when the season gets going. And yeah, I can't wait, guys. The countdown is on. <laughs> Woohoo! It really is. Well, it's been awesome talking to you. And I'm sure this will not be the last time we talk to you. We will have to check in in the middle of the season and find out how things are going. Uh, Would you like to tell people how they can find your work? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, Follow me on Twitter, Jamie Hudson, NBCS. Or you can always find articles and videos um, at our website, NBCSportsNorthwest.com. Last year, when Zach Collins was new, you did a feature on him. Do you have any features on any players coming up out anytime before the season starts? Um, you know, we're still we're hoping to see a little, obviously, to get people um, a little more acquainted with him. Um, nothing planned quite yet, um, but I know I'm sure there'll there'll be a lot coming. And, I and media day is going to be really busy, so September 30th, I believe. Yeah, we will so have many new all players. the interviews. Yeah, I know. So it's going to be so different, you guys. We, I mean, the last few seasons, it's there not been that many new guys in this season. Um, that'll be fun to to get to know all the new guys. It sure will, and you will be there with all their yes. stories, and it will be mm-hmm. awesome. Oh, well, well, thanks, thanks, Cassidy. Yeah, I'm so excited. <laughs> So you can find the Hoops and Talks podcast at Hoops and Talks on Twitter. You can subscribe to the Hoops and Talks podcast in the Blazer's Edge podcast feed. 
You can find me on Twitter at TCBBigs. Uh, Cassidy, do you want to take us out of here? Yeah, that's going to do it for this week's episode or this week's Hoops and Talks podcast. Um, we love your emails. So send us an email with your icebreaker ideas, questions, or let us know would you rather on our would you rathers. Uh, our email is hoopsandtalks at gmail.com. And you can find me at Cassidy Gemmett. Thank you so much for listening. And we're less than a month away from preseason. Yeah.